There's an energy that draws barbers, stylists, makeup artists, and estheticians towards our chosen craft. It's a bond we share not only in our profession, but it also transcends who we are as people. We'll talk shop, relationships, and the challenges we each experience to help us live more aligned. How you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce. Welcome to the Aligned Podcast. Today I'm joined by medical esthetician and owner at Skin Devotions, Dana Nobile. Dana, thank you for being here. Of course. Thank you for having me. And what a cool ass name. (laughs) You said it right. So like, we're good. Awesome. That's the worst is having people butcher your last name. Yeah. And then you don't say anything about it, right? Usually. No, Just call me Dana. (laughs) Just Dana, Dana. So Dana, tell me a little bit about exactly what you do and how you got into it. Mm -hmm. So I provide medical grade skincare services and um, skincare. Um, What interested me in medical grade was making a change in the skin at a deeper level. Um, I've always had a passion for women in general, although I do have male clientele, um, understanding that our face is the first thing we see when we look in the mirror every day and the first thing other people see when they look at us. So the reason I really wanted to get into this is to help others feel more comfortable and confident in their skin. Um, I started out right after graduation working for a plastic surgeon and I got a lot of exposure that way. I worked as his medical assistant And what that allowed me to do was have five minutes alone with each of his patients to convert them over to my clients. Oh, interesting. So that that was how I started. It was a hustle. And it wasn't necessarily something that I wanted to do per se, right? It wasn't in my scope of practice being a medical or a a medical assistant. Mm -hmm. However, I knew that it was a step I needed to take to build my book. So it's the willingness to do, you know, and play roles that you necessarily don't want to, to reach the end goal. And it seems like you're um, very experienced in many things, right? But it, like, it, it kind of goes with the way that you view um, anything is that every experience is playing a role in what you, whatever vision you have for the future, whatever goals you have for the future, that you use these experiences. And, and it seems like you're an avid learner in that way. But mm-hmm. this is something newer too. Only in the last five years that you've been a medical mm-hmm. esthetician, right? So mm-hmm. the, tell me about what caused that change because you were in a totally different <laughs> industry, a totally different profession and not exactly loving life at the time when you were doing it, right? Yeah. Um, so I was an auditor for 10 years. <laughs> yeah, totally different. It's totally different. And I... I love interacting with people so much. So you can imagine as an auditor, I was pretty much in a room by myself every day, not talking to anybody and just, you know, going through the motions. And the president of the company came around one day and he was giving tours to some of the higher ups that, you know, were from different states that were visiting. And he walked into my office with them And he said, this is Dana Noble. She's our senior auditor, but she doesn't belong here. And one day she's going to realize she's much better than this. Wow. And that resonated with me because I was great at what I did. And I know I was an asset to him, but where I didn't see something in myself or the ability to, like somebody else saw that and that just triggered something for me. 
Wow. And um, from there, at the time, I was really into working out. And that was something that I incorporated for my mental health. And because of what it did for me mentally, because I'm this person, if I enjoy doing something, well, now I need to make a career out of it. And it's like, well, some things you can just enjoy for yourself. <laughs> you don't always have to be the leader of everything, right? But I decided at the time, well, I should be a personal trainer because I want people to feel how I'm feeling. So after work every day, I would study personal training, nutrition, and I left my job of 10 years and started pursuing that. And I worked for a company for a little bit, but I realized I never really wanted to be in corporate America again. I didn't want restrictions on how I, I, I wanted to be creative. Mm. And when you work in corporate, you know, they have, you, you can't do so much, right, your own way. Right. So um, I became self-employed and I would just go to different high rises in the city and um, promote myself to train residents. And that didn't last long <laughs> either because it wasn't my passion. Sure. It was something that I just enjoyed doing for me. And I had to realize that. So I tell people all the time now, just because you enjoy something doesn't mean that that's what you should pursue a career in. Some things are just for you to enjoy. Right. And and, and just knowing you the little bit, I know you and, and the personality and you're outgoing and social and, <laughs> you know, charismatic. It, it seems almost crazy to me to spend 10 years as an author doing that. <laughs> well, how, how did you handle it? You know, how, what was it that kept you in it that you felt... Mm-hmm. You know, was it just not knowing that you had a passion outside mm-hmm. of that? And then, you know, the first time that with personal training, that that kind of was that pull towards something more. Tell me about what, yeah, what was kind of going through your mind then that mm-hmm. um, that it kept you there so long? Yeah. I, like everybody, I experienced a lot of things in my life. Um, there was a lot of traumas in my life that told me, what my worth was and I listened to those things and I didn't believe that I can do more than that than sit in a room and be comfortable and again I was comfortable and I think that happens for a lot of people you're at a job you're comfortable with what you do you make good money right And, and so making a change is scary and it's hard and so when you have that in addition to I didn't believe in myself I believed all of the lies from whoever those people are, but I believed those things. And the change in me, and I know we spoke about this before, but even to become a medical esthetician, what I had to do is let go of not just the toxic people, but my own toxic behaviors and do the self-work to look in the mirror and be honest with, like, who are you? What are your defects of character? What are you holding yourself back from? And learning to love myself and becoming sober because I was my mind was so clouded that I didn't believe that I deserved more than just going to that room every day and cranking out numbers for somebody else. Um, so self-work for sure, and a lot of solitude and a lot of tears and all of that um, got me to the place where it's, it's, I felt strong enough to know that I can really do whatever I want to do as long as it's for me. 
And I mean, obviously, it's it's great advice, and and it's you say it now, and and you're in this place where you can speak from, you know, a, a peaceful place of, of of looking back and saying very eloquently and just very mm-hmm. calmly, this is what I went through. But in the middle of, of of those situations, I mean, it's hell on earth to be going through those things, right? Yeah. What for you in terms of the way that I'm assuming as far as those the substance abuse was alcohol, yeah. right? Um, what what was it that because it's easy to see the behavior and say this is toxic, right? Mm-hmm. But it's a coping mechanism, and it's mm-hmm. you know it's self-medicating. Now you have to address that that wound, right? What was it for you in terms of looking at that, and 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 for those that are going through that pain and masking it with whatever it is? It might not be alcohol, it might be right. you know eating toxic relationships, uh, overworking, like whatever it is that they're masking. Um, what advice would you give in, in terms of your experience? going through that and, and really facing that and now not having this this band-aid, this whatever, right, that yeah. you're using. It's the willingness to surrender and to look at your life. And it's not, you have to get to a point where you don't point the finger at everybody else. You have to be tired of your own stuff and like really tired enough to be able to do whatever it is that you have to do to overcome that. Whether it's, you know, people, places, and things, I had to change all of that. And I was just tired. The Here's the bright side, is we can keep struggling and drinking or whatever, right? For me, it was, I, I knew that I could keep doing that to mask things with, and that was a struggle and it was very hard and with no good outcome, right? That could have ended in death, right? Absolutely. Or I can struggle now for a little while and and see the light at the end of the tunnel. So my main advice to people is, and I say this publicly even on my page, I talk about and I've been told not to share my personal life on my business. I completely disagree with that because... I'm human and I have a voice and every time that I open my mouth about what I've been through, I want to encourage people that they're not alone, not to be ashamed. You are not the only person struggling with something. Everybody is. And I think that's the message that I'd like people to take away from from that part of my life is there are people that can support you through this that have been through that like you truly are not alone absolutely you truly are not so and you know when we're in these uh professions where you get to work with people in a vulnerable state when someone's laying on on a table or you know on a a, a chair with for you or there's a vulnerability with that Mm -hmm. um and and you get to experience a little more personal relationship and people i'm sure open up to you and we've been talking a little (laughs) bit and you've shared that you know how has that because um, it seemed like when you were going to sit in those problems and, and be in a room alone as an auditor, right, it does something to you where now you're surrounded by people and, and you get to be selective about uh, even the clients that you work yeah. with. How have you seen yourself evolve through um, even your business, right, mm-hmm. as you mentioned, not agreeing with being person or, 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 or vulnerable um, in that way, but how have you seen yourself change as a result of helping others, you know, through your profession as well? Yeah. Such a great question. So previously, and most, I was very selfish 
I, I truly only cared about myself and what I was going through. And being now in an industry where I am of service to others has been so healing for me. I always tell my clients, like, you're the real MVP. <laughs> you thank me for coming into my space and knowing it's a safe space to open up, but also for the results that you get with your skin. But truly for me to be able to, I don't want to refer to myself as a healer per se, but they've healed me in ways when they refer to me as a healer. And that comes down to being of service to others. I think that has been the most healing thing for me is to be able to be of service to other people. And how do you, how do you maintain that? I, I don't want to call it balance, right? Because mm-hmm. I think we talked about it. We're, yeah. we're not necessarily balanced people. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> a, little, a little bit in the extremes, right? Which I, I tend to appreciate it now more than ever. But how do you maintain maybe your, your sanity or, or your peace, I guess, more than anything, your peace, when you're, you're taking on mm-hmm. you know, other people's, mm-hmm. um, I don't want to say you're taking on their traumas, but, mm-hmm. but you're listening to them and, and that's leaving you in a state of maybe depletion or, or mm-hmm. needing to recharge, right? Because it can be a lot. Yeah. So the only time I feel depleted is when I don't have boundaries with myself and tell myself, no, it's time to pause. And that's still something I'm working on because I am an extremist and I love what I do. But I've found practices like yoga, meditation, breath work, going for a walk with my headphones in by the water. It's super meditative and and helps me really clear my mind. So, um, and we talked about this, but when you're passionate, it's so hard to to turn, turn it off. I have... It's crazy how things work in the timing that they do. And I mean, I believe in God. So for me, this is a God thing where he didn't give me this busy of a book of clientele Mm -hmm. until he knew I knew how to handle that and still maintain my peace. And I've gotten to a place where before everything around me could disrupt what's going on inside of me, but that doesn't happen anymore. So no matter what's going on around me, I maintain what's my peace, what's going on inside of me. So um, it's just me listening to me, right? Mm-hmm. You're tired, turn off your phone. Absolutely. Right? You don't have to, to respond to everything all the time. So It's taking care of yourself. Yeah. yeah. No. And <laughs> so when you're in the beauty industry... Right, but mm-hmm. obviously, and, and, and we're already having much deeper conversations <laughs> that you know the the surface level of what beauty is. But yeah. and and how do you balance that? Whereas people come into you, one of the things you had mentioned um, to me was just how that you seeing someone's skin, you can see their their habits, right? Their yeah. diet habits, their yeah. lifestyle habits. Mm-hmm. How do you balance that between providing a service where it is surface level, so you're providing something that hey, I, from damage, from whatever, from mm-hmm. But also saying, like, look, these are part of your habits, and here's how you change this, or, mm-hmm. or even even going deeper than that. And as you, you already mentioned, you know, talking more about those traumas and healing, mm-hmm. inner healing as opposed to outer healing. How, how do yeah. you balance that with your your business, your services that you offer? Sure. So it's always first about skin. The 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 traumas and those other conversations those come organically. I don't want anybody ever talking about anything they're not comfortable talking about. 
Um, many times they'll come in and ask me questions about something that I've publicly said in regards to my sobriety or my healing, things like that. So I always leave that to them. Um, it's always about skin first. And I'm more of, I want to ask you questions about your lifestyle rather than assume, mm. right? So mm -hmm. what does your dairy intake look like? What does your sugar intake look like? What is your water intake? Because many times what's happening on our skin, like we said, is a direct reflection of either something that we're consuming too much of or not getting enough of, 100%. right? And is, are those are people pretty receptive to that? Or is mm. it like, hey, I just I came in here for some treatment and no. I, I want to keep going down. It's like, Everybody always has questions. I want to eat my pizza and ice cream. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, the thing is this, like, and I tell like live your life. I because I live mine. I love sweets, especially since I got sober. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, that's I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, you know, that you say that because I already talked told you that's my Yeah, my right, that's right. My it's, yeah, mine too. So I, I'm just big on educating. So here's the things that are going to trigger this in your skin or why your skin may be looking this way, right? You may be dehydrated because water intake, breaking out because of sugar intake. So I will educate, but live your life. There's like in everything balance. Mm -hmm. doesn't mean you can never have those things. Just That's terrible. <laughs> And I, I do. <laughs> you do like you overdo it, or is it moderation? Mind your business. I feel guilty. No, I told you for me. I'm like, no. wake up like I'm hungover and it's all from ice cream. Like, that's terrible. <laughs> no. like, how old am I again? No, like, well, I mean, it's true. Sugar yeah. hangover. Oh, that's that's a legit thing. Yeah. It's a legit thing. For for you, you know, seeing this this. I mean, I didn't know you before, right? But seeing this new version of you, and uh, I'm sure many people can relate, like I, I know I can, that um, you go through this life and you're not living in your truth or your you know, your peace, your passion, your purpose, whatever that is. Mm. What advice would you give to those who think, oh, I'm, I'm so late in life, I'm in this career 10, 15 years, and, mm -hmm. you know, but they're listening to you and saying, like, I want that. You know, I, I, I would, this is not what I want to be doing. I want to be doing this other thing. What advice would you give, yeah. uh, whether it's in beauty or, mm -hmm. you know, a different industry even? Just do it. Like, don't think about it. Um, I was just reading Will Smith's book mm -hmm. the other day, and a scenario, his father had him and his brother build this brick wall, and he's like, man, this brick wall is endless because he kept looking at how high they had to go. And his father said to him, just pay attention to the one brick, lay that one brick perfectly. And that would be my advice is don't look at the big picture of everything it's going to take to make this change. Just make step by step, <laughs> right? What has to come first, do that. Then second, do that until you make it happen. I mean, I made my career change in 2018. I'm 40. Which and I still can't believe, by the way. <laughs> great selling point. <laughs> I mean, it is. It, it says a lot, right? I mean, if you're looking like, you know, you're pushing 60 at your well, point, right? Like, you know what, though? That's like what we talked about. That's my piece, too. Mm -hmm. It comes Truly, through. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it is never too late. As cliche as that may sound, like, it truly isn't. It's just how bad do you want it? Like, how bad do you want to, like, be happy? Because I would have never, pursuing my passion, and I do get tired, but it's different. 
it's not work. It's different. Like I see people post Sunday scaries. I'm like, what's that? Like, I can't wait. Monday's my busiest day. Let's do it. Like, I'm excited. I have five new people today. Oh my gosh, new personalities. This is exciting, right? It's so fun. So it's never too late. Just do it, do it, do it, do it. No, and, and, and you can tell. You can tell that it's your passion. What is it for you that, that you could say attributed to the success? Because you had pretty uh, quick success as far as you know, being in the industry, then starting your business. You, mm-hmm. you as a business owner hasn't been mm-hmm. but, a, but a little over a year, right? Right. I opened my business in July of 2022. So not even a year yet. Yeah. So, But, but again, instant, I would say instant success just because it usually takes businesses a long time. Mm-hmm. What would you have credited that to and... Again, from from those listening, what would you say they should be focused on mm-hmm. uh, when starting a business? Number one, make sure it's your passion. What's your why behind doing it? Um, I know that my success isn't based solely on the fact that I can provide a great result with skincare. It is my connection with people that has made me successful. So, and I know in this industry, you have to have a genuine love for people. So for those looking to make a career change, whether it's into my industry or not, it's make sure it's your passion and just be willing to do the work. And that means, like I said in the beginning, I worked as a receptionist at you know, I, I did, I played roles. I mean, I set up shop in like lobbies at apartment complexes, like handing my card out, let's talk about skin. I did whatever. I put myself out there. So like hustle and you hustle hard now, but like that, that greater, right. That will come later because what you see now is just a result of hard work that doesn't just come. But again, it all goes back to like the passion just really make sure it's something you're passionate about and like it just comes yeah i couldn't agree more mm-hmm. so what's the vision for for the future for yourself mm-hmm. for the brand for the company yeah so i based on my past experiences you know i have a strong passion for helping women in many different ways um, so i would like to have a space that could help women um you know, open their small business for the first time. So whether that's suites they rent, you know, so that's the business side. On the other side, um, I want to begin hosting events for women, doing a lot of the practices that helped me get to the place that I'm at because I get asked that often. How did, you know, how do you maintain sobriety or how did you, how do you find peace? How do you, so those things include like yoga, sound bath, just open discussions, safe place for women to come and and be celebrated or take a moment for themselves. So um, work in progress, but I definitely um, see that happening within the next few years where we can provide a safe space for women to come and just, you know, be at peace. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm excited for you. Excited, thank you. you know, excited for you to be a part of this community. <laughs> and thank you for coming in and sharing your story. Yeah, thank you.